so the Bible says, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Now that's Paul's point. He's saying, listen, you need to know that you have to die in order to live. Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hillard. Glad you're with us today as we begin a series called Dying to Live. And Pastor, what do you mean by that? You have to die in order to live? Sounds kind of oxymoronic. It is oxymoronic. And uh, it's kind of like icy hot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it's a biblical truth. Uh, The Bible tells us then, Uh, that in order for us to allow Jesus to live his life through us, uh, we have to die to self. So remember in Luke 9, Jesus said, pick up your cross, follow me, and die daily. What did he mean by that? Yeah. Romans chapter 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice that is a live dead thing you know yep. laying on the altar presenting ourselves to him this is my body and i surrender it to you cuz you purchased it it's not my own and so do in me what you want i died to self yeah and so even before that you said whom the sun sets free is free indeed for those of us who have been um, redeemed. We have died to self and Christ lives in us. There is a sense of freedom and joy in that, that I don't think you understand if you've never experienced that, if you've never received that gift of salvation. Right, right. That we are free. And many of us, uh, when we were converted, uh, had, uh, phrases, uh, such as I felt such a burden lifted off of me. Yeah. And, uh, whether it was, uh, emotional, or something that was figurative or literal. I mean, just knowing uh, that no longer do I carry the weight of my own sin, but that Jesus took my sin, gave me his positive righteousness. So I am free to decide to make myself a slave to Jesus, Hmm. you see. So many of us haven't gotten to that second part yet. We are free, uh, but we don't realize Uh, what we're supposed to do with that freedom. I need to voluntarily surrender my entire being uh, to the Lord. And you know what happens when I surrender to him, uh, when I surrender in my spirit, uh, I'm holy. Uh, Whenever I surrender in my soul, uh, I'm happy. And whenever I surrender in my body, I'm healthy. You know, it's always to my benefit to surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Yeah. I, so often as uh, we've been talking, this is a very brief little conversation here. There's so many things that seem so contradictory, but once you've lived this, once you've tasted it, you know exactly what you're talking about. And there is a joy and freedom in that. And so that's what we're going to spend some time looking at on today's broadcast. If you can join us in Romans chapter six, as we begin a message entitled dying to live. Here's pastor Ford. January 1, 1863, uh, we as African Americans were liberated in this country. We were set free. Praise the Lord. I'm going to say praise the Lord anyway. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, so uh, President Abraham Lincoln, uh, 
had his emancipation proclamation and set us all free. Of course, we know it was the 13th Amendment that abolished slavery. So January 1, 1863, you and I and all of our people were set free, even though we still don't act like uh, we, we're free. Uh, we still, uh, you know, it's, an, it's another sermon, but I just got to throw it in here uh, because uh, we still in bondage when we pay $250 for a pair of gym shoes, but don't have a savings account. That's bondage. Yeah, that's bondage. So I'll just leave it alone. I'll just leave it alone. That's bondage when we buy most of the Cadillacs and don't own not one Cadillac dealership in all of America. They're still in bondage. I, I, I better leave it alone. I, that ain't even in my notes. I shouldn't even be saying this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they buying them gym shoes for them little babies and borrowing the money for Pampers. So we're still in bondage. So anyway, slavery was abolished. January 1, 1863. But in Texas, they didn't know about it. So even though all slaves have been set free, let me read what it says. All slaves in states in rebellion against the Union shall be then thenceforward and forever free. Wow, amen. But in Texas, they didn't get the word. So you had blacks in Texas, even though they had been set free, uh, they were living in bondage. They were still driving Miss Daisy instead of driving Mr. Mercedes. They were still looking for a hand out instead of taking that hand up. They were still living in a nightmare instead of living for their dreams. They were tied to their old slave masters instead of living a new life of freedom. Uh, but on June 19th, 1865, one of the Union generals went in and proclaimed, you're free. And of course, we know uh, that started the commemoration of a celebration called, everybody said at the same time, Juneteenth. So every June 19th uh, is celebrated, especially in the South, the fact that there were slaves who had been liberated but didn't get the word and were still in bondage, and so they celebrated Juneteenth Day. Huh. Now you think about it, because I did. You know what that means? For two and a half years, they were in bondage even though they were free. Two and a half years. Man, it's like uh, uh, they're not the only ones, because most of us as Christians are in the same boat. Now, you're really, truly saved. I'm talking to people who are really, truly saved. You're really, truly saved, but you're still living in bondage. Yeah, you're a Christian. You accepted Jesus Christ, and you've been given an emancipation proclamation from the Lord. On the day that you became a believer, you were set free. John 8, 36 says it this way. Whom the Son sets free is free Okay, I'm glad somebody's been reading their Bible. So Jesus died bound so that we could live free. Jesus 
paid a tremendously great price to free us from the bondage that we were in. He was arrested illegally. He suffered personally. He was abandoned totally. He was ignored arrogantly. He was anguished emotionally. He was beaten physically. He was abused verbally. He was crucified cruelly. He was resurrected triumphantly and our sin bearer eternally. I see you're so excited about it. It's, it's good that you're excited about that. That's why 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. But too many of us as Christians, as I said before, have been set free, but still living in bondage. Okay, let me come and get you because, you know, so far... I don't think I'm connecting with anybody. Don't seem like it. See, you have heaven on the tip of your tongue, but you got the world on the tips of your finger. You need to be set free. Yeah, you're hearing it in the holy place, but you're not living it in the marketplace. You need to be set free. Yeah, your heart belongs to Jesus, uh, but your body is being used by the devil. You need to be set free. You're living for Jesus, but you're still living together. You need to be delivered. You're in bondage, even though you've been set free. You fellowshipping, you're here today, but you're still fornicating. You need to be delivered. You need to be set free. You have intercessory prayer, yet you're still watching internet porn. I ain't going to get no help in here, but I'm going to preach it anyway. Yeah, yeah, and as a matter of fact, if the truth be known, you're in the club more than you're in the church. I done told you, reason you won't raise your hand is because somebody see the stamp that was put on there last night at the club. Yeah, so you shouting on Sunday morning, but you back shacking on Sunday evening. Now I'm coming down the alley. I can't get all the sense. Put your own trash out. Uh, but you know you need to be delivered because you tip and you don't tithe. Yeah, yeah, because you need deliverance. Everything about you is on the altar except your tongue. You hear about that lady? Uh, she, uh, she was the, the church gossip. Don't look around. She's the church gossip kept stuff going all the time. So one day she come after Deacon Smith. Uh, I got to let the church know we need to do something about Deacon Smith because his truck was parked in front of the bar all night. You know what that means. They said, what does it mean? Look, look, he ain't there all night for nothing. Yeah, he was in that bar. And so Deacon Smith said, no, I just parked my truck there. Couldn't find a place to park. So I was like, oh, no. If it was parked there all night, he was inside doing what he shouldn't have been doing. So the next night he parked his truck in front of her house all night, all night. And so the Bible says, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Now that's Paul's point in Romans chapter 6, 1 through 14. That's his point. He's saying, listen, you need to know that you have to die in order to live. He, he's dealing with this whole issue is how do you be delivered from your sin since you've been set free? Simple. Here it is. When I was studying this, I said, man, I'm, I'm looking for something and, and I'm always uh, trying to dig, dig, dig for gold and was right on the surface. I missed it. It was so simple, Brother Dave. I missed it. Here's what he says. It's, how is it uh, that I am delivered from my sin? Here's what he said. 
you died with Christ. See, I told you, look at you ain't, you, you ain't even budge. You, you, it's like, it's like whoop, right over your head. Paul says, listen, if you're struggling uh, with your sin, then the way to deal with it and get deliverance is to know you died with Christ. So if you're alive in sin, it means you ain't dead enough yet. No, 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 this, this really floored me because I wanted to come today and say, I got five steps right here for you to be delivered out of your sin. Uh, 10 steps, eight steps, uh, six ways to get victory, uh, four ways to come. Paul said, it ain't that deep. Let me tell you how you get delivered from your sin. You died with Christ. In other words, the problem is there's too much Ford and not enough Lord. You too alive to yourself and not dead. Well, isn't that true? It really, there's no simple process or number of steps that we can go through to conquer sin. As believers, we're called to really live that unity with Christ, to be able to understand that in Him we have all that we need to actually begin to chalk up victories over sin. And by the way, that's going to be a lifelong process, so don't get discouraged too easy. You're listening to a message called Dying to Live, and we'll get back to it in just a few seconds here. But maybe there's a question that comes out of listening to this broadcast, and you'd like to ask that question to Pastor Ford. You can do that. Just come to our website, treasuredtruthradio.org. Click on the contact link. Go ahead and ask that question. We'll make sure he sees that, and we might just answer that in a future broadcast. Again, come to treasuredtruthradio.org and click on contact. Back to the message. Here's Pastor Ford. You know, somebody brought somebody to me and said, uh, no, Pastor, uh, do you have a 12-step program here? Because I got a friend and he needs a 12-step. I said, no, he doesn't. He just need a one-step. Yeah, because if you get him to Jesus, Jesus will deal with them drugs. Oh, yeah, there are plenty of us. Oh, we, we didn't need a 12-step. Yeah, we came to Jesus and he filled in the other 11. Yeah, he made us a new creature. I don't know about you, but uh, but I didn't struggle to drop anything. Uh, All I did was come to him and he cleaned me up. Okay, I'll I'll let it go. And so he says, no, you need a one step. And that one step has to do with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, I'm going to show you what he's talking about here. Uh, because I, I really only have one point. So here's what he's anticipating. Because he, he, he's saying, I, I know what you're saying. How do I fight what I like? Yeah, how, how do I fight what I like? You know, I've never struggled with alcohol. Not one time have I ever struggled with alcohol. In my whole life, even before I get a Christian. Want to know why? I ain't like it. I, I don't like alcohol. But I tell you what, I used to have a problem with that wine when I was smoking my reefer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every time I had a joint in one hand, I had me some MD 2020 or something like that. You know, or Tiger Rose. Y'all don't know about They don't know about Tiger Rose, do they? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I struggle with. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're talking about this person and that person. And no, 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 no. How do I fight something when I like it? 
That's what he gonna talk about here. He ain't talking about stuff that, that you ain't struggling with. Because, uh, you know, I get up here and call the roll and you be looking around all smug and like, you know, I don't have that problem. But you have one. Everybody in here, up in here is struggling with something. Mm-hmm. And so he said, if it ain't nothing but Twinkies, you're struggling with something, you hooked on something. Some of us are hooked on alcohol. Some of us, as a believer, hooked on some drugs. Some of us are hooked on phonics. Need to be. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And so here, he wants us to know, hey, what do you do? Here it is. Here it is. You died with Christ. Now watch what he does. Here's what he does. He says, all of it has to do with our union with Jesus Christ and the fact that we die with him. Here it is, number one. He says, we have to have comprehension of it. What do we have to have? Notice what he says. He says it in verse three. He says, know you not? Look at verse six, knowing this. Look at verse nine, knowing that Christ being raised from the dead. I mean, he says, listen, listen, listen. All of us, if we're really honest, we're focusing on doing something. And Paul comes on the scene and says, no, 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 no. You don't do something first. Like, uh, how many of us, come on, let's be honest, tell the truth, shame the devil, tried to stop doing what you know that you shouldn't have been doing. Let me raise my hands. He said, wrong first step. That, that's wrong. It, before you do something, you have to know something. Three no's. Now, you put on your Greek glasses, and guess what? Each one of them is a different word in the Greek. Now, I'm not going to give you all the Greek, but I am going to give you. I want you to see how Paul worked this thing. He worked this thing. I'm so excited. I don't know what to do. I'm bringing out goosebumps. This stuff is deep, man. It's, it's like, wow. Listen, he said, you got to know something. The first no, the focus is on education. He said, somebody ought to have taught you this by now. The second no is on maturation. You've been walking with Jesus and coming to church long enough to know this stuff. You should have grown up, but instead of growing up, you blowing up. The third one is a no of revelation. Get this now. This thing is deep. He says, uh, first no, you ought to have learned this. Somebody should have taught you, but you don't come to Wednesday Bible study and you don't read your Bible, half read it, so you don't know what's in it anyway. Then he says, you've been walking with him long enough, maturation, you ought to be growing up as you're growing old in Christ. But the third no really convicts us. You know what it means? It means that he's giving you revelation. It's the word that means to have complete, absolute knowledge. He put it in your spirit. <laughs> you say, what's wrong with us? Let me, let me, let me illustrate uh, with a story. There's a teenager. She goes to the doctor's office. She's sitting there. It's crowded. She looks around and grins and smiles. <laughs> she goes in. She's, the doctor says, what's wrong? He said, well, I have gas. It's real bad. But the only thing is uh, it doesn't smell and you can't hear it. He said, really? She said, yeah, well, as a matter of fact, I, I let gas about 20 times out in your waiting room and you couldn't hear it, you couldn't smell it. He said, okay, take these pills, come back in two weeks. So 
um, she took the pills, came back in two weeks. She said, doctor, I don't know what those pills were, but I still have gas, but, but, but at least now uh, I, I smell them. They stink. He said, okay, well, the pills work then. Now that we've cleared up your sinuses, take these pills for your hearing. Uh, in other words, it stunk and it was heard. But she wasn't aware of, why you tell that pastor? Just be telling Joe. No, because here she was. 20 times in the waiting room, looking around, smiling like, ain't nobody heard that, can't nobody smell anything. But it was because her sinuses were clogged up and her ears are clogged. Do you hear me? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth that many of us as believers, we take grace to, to mean that we can live like yard dogs, that we look at everybody else's sin and we don't deal with our own sin, that the church is just full of a whole bunch of hypocrites that down in the light, what they're doing in the dark. So he says we have to have comprehension of our death with Christ. See, in chapter 5, he talked about our liberation from our sin. Christ liberated us from our sin. But in chapter 6, he's going to talk about our domination over our sin. In chapter 5, he said Christ paid sin's penalty. In chapter 6, he's going to tell us Christ broke sin's power. Chapter 5, he's going to tell us Christ gives us our position in him. Chapter 6, he says now Christ controls our condition in him. Chapter 5, freedom from sin's penalty. Chapter 6, freedom from sin practically. Chapter 5, God declares us righteous before himself. Chapter 6, God declares us righteous before men. So he says in chapter 5, righteousness is imputed, but he says now you need to learn about imparted righteousness. That, that we need to understand our death with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We need to know something before we can do something. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford and the first part of a message called Dying to Live from Romans chapter 6. And we're going to continue this teaching next time on the broadcast. If you want to make sure you don't miss it, come to the website. It's treasuretruthradio.org. There you can sign up to begin podcasting the program, or you can get the Moody Radio app. Both podcasts and the app are free, and it makes it convenient for you to listen on the go, you know, as it fits your schedule. It's kind of like listening on demand. Again, we'll link you to the podcast and the app when you come to treasuredtruthradio.org. And whether you listen through a mobile device, using the podcast or the app, or even streaming the program through our website, or if you listen online or you know on the air, I want to let you know that this program is made possible and you're able to listen that way because of the generosity of those who believe and sharing Pastor Ford's teaching with others. Maybe you've been giving to Treasure Truth or Moody Radio for some time now. A big thank you for doing that. You make it possible for us to share this Bible teaching each and every day. If you've never given a gift before, would you do so today by coming to treasuretruthradio.org and clicking on the donate button. There you can give an ongoing monthly gift, which is a huge encouragement and really needed. You can also give a single one-time gift. Again, come to treasuredtruthradio.org and click on Donate. Well, thanks for doing that. Thanks also for listening. And thanks to our producers, Amy Rios and Ryan McConaughey. 
For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.